0: Welcome, all you blokes and cheelers to the Sports Shack from the Gold Coast Australia. In the Sports Shack this week, we're going to talk about some of the sporting topics of the week and go back in time and some of our favourite sporting memories from the past as well as the news and events, music and film. And lots more,
1: and all from and with our great mate, Paul Tonner. We acknowledge the Yugambeh people, past and present, the traditional custodians of this land, of the gold coast we thank the yogambe people for the opportunities to do this podcast on their land
2: hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the sports shack i hope you are well and have had a great sporting week or a great few sporting months (laughs) (laughs) it's been a while he's back yeah yeah mr glenn's back yeah. after his hiatus and yeah, right. Fill
0: us in, Glenn. Oh well, a few technical problems and <laughs> a few stuff ups and yeah, things happening. But it eventually worked its way out. Yeah. Thank you, Just Australia. Sort of yeah. Your post. Oh yeah, I love to sort them out. Yeah, yeah. I like to give them a good slap. <laughs>
2: Good so basically what happened, all your equipment broke down, your computer stopped working.
0: Yeah, the the the, the console stopped all on the same day.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the computer packed it in, so I got that repaired and and yeah. um, got that back plugged it in and then Oh my console's not working, so yeah. Set yeah. set another way for repair. Then I had to go away for a week, came back, the console was back to my place. Hmm. And um, it's it just been returned to me, never made it down to Sydney. Gosh. So, oh, yeah, so then a week later. Yeah.
2: I, well, I, that would uh, have been early January. Yeah. Yeah, because we did an episode, Um, oh, first week of January, I think. <laughs> I'm looking at my winners and losers notes here. Yeah. And this was when Australia won a test match. Yeah. <laughs> and now they can't beat time with a stick in yeah. India.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. And uh, this was a time of the uh, the pink test. Yeah. 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 Uh, Sydney.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, the, 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 um, the repairer, they were still on holidays until the, yeah. end, the end of January. So. Anyway, that's all in the past now, so... <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's... Yeah, it's not... It's definitely different than the country here to get stuff done and... Not, yeah. like, not like the old guard coast where something goes wrong, you can pop down the road and... A bit more yeah. reliable stuff. To that's do. right. Yeah. 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 And the... Um, yeah, the, I trouble here with the internet for a while because... Um, yeah, I'm running off 4G instead of the NBN, which is good because it's not relying on the NBN. But it's still during yeah. the, during the holiday times, more people get on the the network and slows things down. And...
2: Oh, did I? Yeah. 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 So it all gets the simple. joys of living in the country, eh? Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. have
0: to put up with old people that can barely drive a car and still out on the road doing 25 <laughs> k's an hour. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I understand that when they go driving, takes away the independence. Yeah, and that. Uh, but realistically, you but there comes a the time, eh? Yeah, realistically, yeah. what would you rather do? Mm. Be safe and off the road, or you know, yeah, driving exactly. too slow and having people, um, you know, just coming around at the normal speed. Even though everywhere down here is bloody 50 k's, which which is another slap. (laughs) 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 Every part of Lake High is 50 kilometres. Yeah. The the roads are rough as guts. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, way. they're
2: never in a hurry to fix them, are they? I know.
0: Yeah, but when they do fix it, they'll have to come back out next week and yeah. fix them again.
2: Yeah, it's like they're just going to play with their big boy toys, and it's yeah. like that up here on the uh, stupid M1. They've been, you know, should have been finished over a decade ago. Yeah. 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 But, um, yeah. Just, um, Oh, but not long ago, about an hour ago. Yeah, one of the greatest test matches of all time in cricket history yeah. finished. New Zealand defeated England by one run wow. after following on. Yeah. Yeah. So they tied the series, um, one all. And that's a slap because they only played two tests and they do this with a lot of test series now yeah the country's only played two test matches i won't have a third test decide
0: so what if it's a tie
2: oh they just that's it yeah so they get points now for world championship so they look it's it's ridiculous because australia although they're getting absolutely flogged in india at the moment um yeah, they're number one in the test rankings in test cricket. Yeah, and how that if that, you know, I'll turn it up if they're number one. <laughs> like, yeah. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, because they're pussy caps away from home. They can't be can't beat a drum. Yeah, yeah. But they're batting in those two test matches is the worst I've ever seen. Yeah, from a Australian side. Yeah. test cricket just gutless absolutely gutless yeah I know you know it mustn't be easy over there but just no fight yeah you know playing sweep shots yeah. ridiculous sweep shots yeah the balls that are on the stumps yeah. against quality spin bowling
0: yeah, yeah. so so they are they're playing it very cautiously they're not taking chances against the ball well, I think
2: they're just not um They're taking, you know, this any sort of cross batted shot. Like it's good if it's played well, you know. Yeah. Like, because there, there's a huge element of risk in a in a cross batted shot. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but they're just, it's like they think it's their only shot to play. Yeah. Yeah. And nah, just ridiculous. Like they got another, and they got another two Test matches to go. (laughs) (laughs) Help. And the uh-huh. captain, Patrick Cummins, he's gone home. Yeah, his mother's in, sadly, in palliative care. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so he won't play the rest of the series. Yeah. Yeah. So they're heading for 4-0. 4-0. Yeah, gee, things aren't looking good for the Ashes, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But it was a tight, tight game between England and New Zealand. It oh, was it a, was a ripper. Why? Like, yeah.
2: New Zealand were gone for all money because England are just on fire. Yeah. You know that I've never seen such a great. At this time, twelve months ago, they were at an all-time low, and then Brendan McCallum came in and introduced baseball, where like where they just attack more. You know, like just yeah. be positive and play sense, play sensibly. Um, yeah, and they've won basically all their test matches since. Yeah, was, and. Yeah. Yeah, they they look like they had this test match one, and then New yeah. Zealand had to follow on.
3: Yeah,
2: and then they got about a two hundred and fifty eight run lead that England had to get.
3: And
2: yeah. Yeah, and I was checking the results on my phone. I'm racing home to <laughs> um, get to the finish, you know, because England only needed two runs to win, yeah. one run to tie. Yeah. And- yeah and i'll turn on the telly and yeah they anderson james anderson got out uh, <laughs> one by a run yeah and there's only yeah. in the whole history of test cricket since 1877 yeah i think yeah there's only three times as a team lost a test match after enforcing a follow-on yeah so there was one way back in the 1880s i think yeah uh. Yeah, it was. I think England. It was England or Australia. I think it was. Yeah, and then there was that Headingley Test in eighty one, and then the Calcutta Test in two thousand and one, where Steve Waugh um, sent India back in again. They scored a trillion. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and yeah. that uh, that's the only time it's ever happened.
0: Yeah. 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 yeah so so, so will the test. The, the ashes still be a three test match
2: oh no they, they play five oh, yeah they always they used to play six yeah. in england um five in australia yeah yeah but no they play five here and over there now okay yeah,
0: yeah. so that but, so that
2: that you
0: think that might change the two two two
2: tests no 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 i'll always be five because it's such a big 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 event yeah yeah so like against, say, the West Indies, they played the West Indies this summer and they only played two test matches. And if that was like 30 years ago, that would have been unthinkable yeah. you know, to play just two test matches against the West Indies. But yeah. they've fallen from grace so badly that they, that's all they do now. They're, they're not draw cards Yeah, you know, like they were back in the 70s and 80s. And yeah. They were getting, you know, 90,000, 100,000 crowds and... Yeah, some of the biggest names in the history of the game, and yeah. yeah, um, yeah, but like teams like when when they play India, India are a big draw card now, yeah. you know, because of the big Indian population, and yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and, uh, England, and that's about it, really. Yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, I think I would just get the stage where Test Cricket's just... They might even split in the two divisions. Yeah. You know, the the top teams and the... The rest. Yeah, Mm. because West Indies and some of these other countries, they're just not that competitive now. Not what they used to be. (sighs) Yeah. 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 Not like the... um, You know, you go back to the 80s and I reckon that was when cricket was at its peak. Yeah. Because you had all the test countries, and they were pretty much all competitive. Yeah. You know, like the West Indies were top, but, yeah. yeah. But, we,
0: but but they also weren't playing all year round.
2: Yeah, but, that's right. Yeah, you
0: know, yeah. You know like they, they had a season in Australia, and mm. then the, they might go over to to, to to England yeah. to, to play the Ashes and a bit like that, but there was always a decent break. Between yeah. them, but, but now we've got yeah, you know, still the still the test and the one days and Twenty Twenty and Big Bash. And
2: but T Twenty is the big format now. Yeah, that's the big number one yeah. draw card. Yeah. Um, yeah so um, our Aussie women's T Twenty team, they won the World Cup. Yeah. Was, yeah. Tremendous performance. Yeah. They defeated the host nation South Africa in the final. Yeah. They've won out of the eight women's T Twenty World Cup finals. They've won six of them. <laughs> like, that's just phenomenal. Yeah,
0: a lot, yeah. Bit, a lot better than what the guys are doing.
2: Oh, at least they showed some fight, you know. Yeah, yeah, they would have shown a lot more fight over in over in New Delhi. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, no, no,
0: I've noticed that with the with the, the with the ladies cricket that yeah yeah they, you know, they really get out there and run for it and they're yeah. a lot more competitive and really out in the field. The, the guys sort of just stand around a bit more.
2: yeah, yeah and it's it sort of takes me back to you know like cricket when we were growing up like now it's all power power yeah. I find and yeah. yeah, they're sort of you know the fact that they don't hit the ball as far. It's yeah. the men and they're not yeah. getting these massive scores and yeah. it's just not a belt a you know. Like it's more, I, I just find it a bit more attractive a lot of the time. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah a just that the skill. And that, that's yeah.
0: it, yeah you know, the skill. Mm. You know, the, 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 um, the willingness to get out there and, and make a judgment call and, you know, go yeah, go that extra mile to you know, catch a ball or, you know, Or cause a run out or something like that.
2: Yeah, that's right. Mm. Anyway, we'll move along. So today, we're going to continue. (laughs) Now, we did our first episode on this. So this is the second part, the belated (laughs) second part of it. (laughs) Yeah, like early in the year, in our first episode of the year, we looked at music and sports people. And now this week, we're going to look at the other way around. So we're going to look at sports people who... Who had a go at music. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, last time we looked at, um, you know, musicians like Rod Stewart and their history of playing sport. And, yeah. Yeah. But now we're actually going to look at some well known sports people over the years who have had a dabble with music. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But, you know, some of them have got a talent in music and, or have had a go at being a musician, and we've had mainly a lot of them without success, eh? So yeah, yeah. what do you think about, Glenn, when you think of sports people and music? What comes to your mind?
0: Well, there was the um, the, the Lee brothers, Brett and Shane with the, um, mm. the, their... Um,
2: six and Out.
0: Yeah, Six and Out, and the, the, their song, what is it? Can't, but, can't, can't Bowl, Can't Throw. <laughs> <laughs> out for the high school cricket team
3: Dream one day i be wearing that
2: baggy green Well they, they travel around I don't know whether they still do I think they still do. They still travel around pubs and yeah, around know. Sydney and around the country and mm-hmm. but it's not just them like Gavin Robertson other Test cricketers you know
0: you've got you've gone purple again. Oh, you got pink and purple? <laughs> like you feeling Early that? Kind? Halloween, is it? <laughs> and it's really strange because all of <laughs> around you is purple, but the but the white light in your room's still pure
2: white. <laughs> oh gosh! Yeah. Don't know what's happening there. Oh. There's a ghost in here. Mm-hmm. The gremlins. Yeah. Someone fiddling with my co- the controls. <laughs> fiddling with his. <the> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I actually, ex- I ex- that reminds me years ago, you know, mm. just fiddling with the switch. I, I was up doing meat training course for me electronics. Up, yeah. at, up at this trans, transmission tower, up at Middle Brother, just north of Tyree. Hey. And I had, him, had me hand on the switch and one of the tech guys said, don't you turn it off. I said, why, <laughs> what to do? He said, that yeah. switch is the whole the whole building. All, oh, the, all the transmitters
2: at once. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> any any other things you think about with sport and music?
0: Well, yeah, you know, like you've, you've got written down there with John McEnroe and Pat Cash, and oh, I yes. did, I look at that online, but that that not they were just playing guitar, hmm. and J- J-
2: I think John McEnroe
0: looked he looked a bit different.
2: Yeah, well, he's married to Patty Smythe. Yeah. 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 We'll talk a bit more about her later on. But um, I was just thinking just then, that Cody Simpson at the moment, you know, he swims in the Australian swimming team. Yeah. And, yeah, he he came from a musical career, didn't he? Not that I followed his music. It was like a, what do they call these young singers, you know, all the girls love them and, yeah, teeny.
0: Yeah. T- teeny boppers.
2: Teenies. Teeny, teeny, bo- teeny boppers. That's yeah, the one. that's it. <laughs> yeah. Uh. yeah. What, I, what I think about, I remember back in the late 70s, early 80s, you had the um, <coughs> rugby league red faces on TV where, you know, the footy players each year, that get up and stage and yeah, that would either do like a solo act or as a, you know, as a group and they pretend like they were the village people. Oh, Oh, they couldn't sing. That's for sure. Uh I remember one of them, one guy was, I can't remember who it was, but he was singing, you know, Muhammad Ali's song, the flat like a butterfly sting like a bee. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I can still remember that. But another one's, yeah, the great rugby league winger for Parramatta in Australia, Eric Groth, Sr. And his son, Eric Groth, Jr. Yeah, they very, very talented, yeah, especially on the guitar. And yeah, they sing sort of, I think, like a bit of hard rock. And and yeah, they they travel around, you know, clubs and pubs in Sydney and perform. And remember the on the footy show where Stirlow, Fatty, Ray Warren and and Blocker they dress up and and you know, uh the Backstreet Boys and Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I've still got the um the best of the footy show from about twenty years ago. Yeah. Yeah, and they've still got all those yeah Yeah. skits and that. yeah. And former, well, where are they now? A Warwick Capper. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah, <you see?
2: laughs> what was that song you sang? I I can't get what's mine or something. Uh, yeah. Probably the worst song ever. Yeah, I remember the Brisbane Broncos in the nineties. You know, and they were winning all those premierships, and yeah, they'd um yeah had a song on on the radio up here. Mm. Yeah, they're singing the song. Yeah, you know. We are the Broncos, or something like that. Yeah. yeah Steve Smith, the um, great Elsie cricketer at the moment. Yeah. You know, yeah, he plays guitar in his spare time. And yeah. Yeah.
0: Anyway, we'll move on to our quiz now. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about guitars. Yeah. I, I actually, there was a, on Marketplace last week, there was this lady selling this guitar and bass amp. It was an old Fender amp. And the bass was the bass was a nice wooden wooden one, bass guitar. Selling the both of them for fifty bucks. Really? And I saw it there. I thought, I know that amp. I thought, so I jumped on to try and, but it was already taken. Yeah. Just the amp alone, I would have got that cleaned it right up. Yeah. And put it back on the market probably for nearly a grand. Because these 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 old 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 musical instruments like amps and that, and mm-hmm. even amplifiers, turntables, decks, they are coming back out into fashion and starting to fetch some good money.
2: Oh, are they?
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, because people are—it's re- it's mainly young people, but they the younger people seem to be v- buying more vinyl. For the, you know, the 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 artists that are selling their music on vinyl like the uh, what was it the um oh, was in it JB Hi-Fi a few weeks ago yeah and it was sort of a, a re-release of one of ACDC's C's albums from, you know, back in the seventies and they wanted yeah. nearly hundred bucks for it.
2: Really, I thought
0: I've got that. I've got that back at home. So when I came home, I went in the shed and looked for my collection, and there it was <laughs> for one ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. And what year was, do you reckon that was? I would have been. Oh, don't know. I can't. Recall, but it was mm. definitely the seventies, one of the earlier albums. Well, I, I remember know.
2: when I was a teenager, like I would buy a cassette. Every week, like an album, every week. Yeah, yeah. Just go to the record shop. Well, it was about ten bucks, eleven bucks. Yeah, yeah. You know
0: what? I, I was doing the same thing. Yeah, you know, the yeah, you know, like I just said, the, the um, got quite a few albums because they are only about a dollar ninety nine for a long time.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. You know, it wasn't, until, and you could buy a single for twenty cents. Yeah. It, it wasn't until a few years later that they started the i think the next one up that I got was five ninety nine and that but um yeah it's definitely all changed. and yeah now th- now they're bringing vinyl back out and mm. and the old record players are coming back in but I'll, I'll yeah, I
2: wonder say, why that is. What because of the sound do you think or Oh yeah yeah. yeah. Well the, yeah, there is a different sound
0: quality between yeah. between well C D and um and vinyl. But I, I, I you know you, you can make a digital recording sound like a vinyl recording. Mm. Yeah, you know, there are, there are plugs and apps that are coming in that you can use during the during the mastering process, to, oh, yeah. to, to make it sound like the 70s, <laughs> you know, the vinyl records. Mm. But the thing I. The I'd, very
2: first record I ever bought, I would have been, I don't know, about eight, nine. And it was Susie Quattros and it was a sporting theme. That's why I liked it. It was yeah. called The Race Is On.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Remember
2: that one? Yeah. What was your first record? Yeah, my first record was um. Oh, let me think.
0: I know the the album Arrival from ABBA. Is one, yeah, in the in one of the first ones. Yeah, that I used to buy, and of course, when um. When John Paul Young recorded the Green Album, I was. Uh, Dad was working at doing maintenance at the. Albert's recording, studio, yeah, so I got to see that make. Mate got yeah. recorded, and then, uh, then I I did receive a copy of that. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I, I've got a... Ma- well, I gave half when vinyl went away. I gave half of it away, but I've still got a big collection, mm. yeah, at home. So trying to know, remember narrowing it down to my first album, mm-hmm. it would be it'd be um hard to to do because i used to get paid yeah you know, to my pocket money was two dollars a week Jeez. and i'd go lift down the record shop and i'd go and buy a record yeah come home and listen to it
2: yeah it was <laughs> easy wasn't it nice days? yeah yeah, yeah. righty-o yeah. so we we'll, got our quiz theme It's quiz time. Right. So, I'm going to read out the questions. We'll have some thinking music, and then I'll give the answer. Right, question number one. Now, pro golfer, John Daly. Now, we spoke about him in the last episode with cricket uniforms, Glenn, and (laughs) his awful taste in clothing. (laughs) Yeah, like, oh the pants that he used to wear he's got no idea with uh, color coding you know yeah. <laughs> yeah so pro golfer john daly is known for playing which musical instrument and the answer is the yeah. guitar right question did, two do you know what style he played Oh, I think he plays a bit of rock yeah. Yeah. and blues, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm not in a big rush to go find out. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. anyway, question two. Former tennis great John McEnroe tried his hand in a band called the Johnny... Oh, I've already given the answer to this one. Oh, well, half of <laughs> it. The... Called the Johnny Smythe. Was it was a Johnny Smith band, yeah. Band playing guitar. What is the name of the legendary singer songwriter he married in 1997? <music> and the answer is Patty Smythe. 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 Yeah. yeah, she was, um, she sang that song, The Warrior. Uh, I'm just trying to think of what band she was a lead singer in. This is going back in the 80s. And then she had a song with Don Henley in 1992. It was called um, Sometimes Love Isn't Enough. Yeah. And I think that went to number one. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Third question. Now, what genre of music did basketball great Kobe Bryant tried to launch a career in? Before he became a superstar in the NBA, and the answer is rap. Rap. <laughs> oh, I've got another name for rap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, Sony signed him and his group Chainsaw to a record deal. Yeah. Right. Question four: What is the name of the ice hockey great? Who launched a disco album in the late 1970s, which involved reciting hockey rules and instructions over disco beats? And the answer is Guy Lafleur.
3: Mm, Wasn't there a...
2: the, the bloke in, um, oh, what's that, Dodgeball? Yeah, wasn't that the name of um, Ben Stiller? Yeah, he was. He was a. La, he was called Guy Lafleur, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I but this know. was an ice hockey great, apparently. Uh, you, um, yeah. Um, his name was Guy Lafleur. Uh, right. Question five: Former Indy five hundred and Formula One champion Gilles Villeneuve released an acoustic rock album in two thousand and seven called Private Paradise with songs in both English and French. Who was the Aussie pop star who he was engaged to? Right, and yeah, she had a, a singing career as well. And I just saw her, Um, they had the, did you see that, Glenn, just two days ago, the big memorial I had in Melbourne for Olivia Newton-John? I,
0: I, saw, I saw, saw parts of it, right? Was, yeah, was over talking to my mother, and, yeah. and then yeah, no,
2: I, yeah. I was watching it while I was um, up at the recovery center in the yeah, magnesium yeah. pools. Uh, <laughs> lucky bugger, I wish
0: I was still able to get there.
2: Oh, freezing, man, freezing those 13 degrees, pools. Yeah. <laughs> It's amazing when I find that I miss a week, yeah, because yeah, geez, I struggle. Yeah, On Sunday, I'll give you the tip. Oh, yeah. yeah, so yeah, it's Danny Minogue, she yeah. sold 836 albums in North America according to StadiumTalk.com. Yeah, well,
0: 136 wouldn't actually be a big career, would it? Mm. Yeah, that's
2: bugger oh. Well, I think, yeah, that's what he sold, not what she oh, sold, okay. yeah.
0: And I wouldn't call Danny Minogue buddy, rock rock. No. Nah. A, a pop star. No, I <laughs> I think pretty she's, short-lived. I, I think she's only done one de- half-decent song, but most of it's been riding off her, her sister's coattails.
2: Yeah, I agree with
0: that. I I think uh, after the first, after first album and, and hit song, she didn't yeah. use the money to get a boob job or something like that.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I think she's lived off her uh, sister's fame. I think. A yeah, bit. yeah. Uh,
0: I, I think Kylie got all the got all the good looks.
2: Well, she's a megastar. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think Danny's more known for all the, you know, boyfriends and. Yeah. Yeah. Look at was me, married man. to an Aussie rugby league player there at one stage. I can't yeah. His name. yeah. Right. Next question. What is the name of the famous American basketballer and ladies' man? Here's Glenn's favourite Like this one. <laughs> yeah, ladies' man, who was once a radio DJ at the University of Canvas in the mid-1950s. what's the answer Glenn? what's it what will it's happening will chamberlain, Wilt chamberlain. Wilt chamberlain. Yeah, you remember what he was famous for
0: was that that that, that guy had over twelve thousand
2: <laughs> partners yep that's him oh i think he had more than that yeah. that was like in a year
0: yeah, I think, what, yeah. What, what, what 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 did it work it out to be? I think it was about three and a half or four and a half a night.
2: Yeah, it was good yep. He but, was doing all right for himself. Yeah,
0: Although, I wouldn't mind having his test testosterone levels.
2: Well, <laughs> 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 right, we'll move on to our who am I now this week's who am I now? I'll try not to stuff it up today because last episode I was here with Livy. And I gave the answer. <laughs> I've done that a few times. I gave the answer before I finished yeah. reading. So. But I, I don't think I'll stuff oh, it up today. Oh, I, cause I, I,
0: hang on. I just want to say one thing before you go on to this. Yeah. I just remembered I want to give a big shout-out to a, to a 12-year nipper from the um, Surface Paralysed Surf Flow Surf Saving Club, which two Sundays ago rescue the woman from drowning oh really yep swam, <laughs> swam out to the to, yeah to the no, there's the woman in trouble swam her out brought her in and and yeah uh, help recover her
2: oh what a champion yeah,
0: so, so the um the the Queensland Life Saving Association is putting together an award for him. But, but, but he's been involved with the Nippers Club since he was four. A, a, and he, even on the days that they're not having Nipper training, and even during winter, he's down training on the beach. Really? Going out swimming and running along the beach and
2: yeah, just really <laughs> right into it. And that, that happened here on the Gold Coast, yeah. Yeah? yeah? yeah. It's a wonderful program, isn't it? Yeah, it the, is. Yeah. Nippers, Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think they should make it compulsory for all kids, really. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah, that's right. yeah.
0: And especially. <coughs> it was, um, well, the, a few years ago, the the gold mm-hmm. co- the surf life saving club at surface paradise the, the, was running a program where they were going out to country areas and teaching kids and schools in the country areas yeah. out west about surf safety. Cause yeah. So many of them come over to the coast for holidays <coughs> and um, go in the surf, and yeah. unfortunately, yeah, some of them pass, yeah, have problems mm. in the surf. But yeah, I, yeah. I, I I just wanted to say that, yeah, you know, because being a, being a member of that club, I'm pretty proud. Yeah, uh, to see a 12 year old rescue rescuer. rescuer a a fully grown lady which would probably be, she'd be yeah a lot bigger to handle than the surf. And and yeah. that but just about that he brought her in by himself.
2: And he he was a member of Surfers Paradise. Yeah. Yeah. It's an, an of the air.
3: yeah.
2: Oh, that's fantastic. And yeah. there's I don't know if you've ever been caught in a rip or you know yeah, been in trouble. Yeah. In a beach. Yeah. Jeez, yeah. it is, like, the scariest experience. Yeah. Like, it happened to me when I was about 15. Yeah. And I'll never forget it. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah and it's just educating people, isn't it? You know, yeah. not to go, you know, as soon as those flags go down, and it doesn't give you the yeah. permission to go out there and, and swim. Yeah. You no, know, at night time. Yeah. 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 And we've had quite a few drownings, yeah. like, You know, at surface Paradise. Yeah. Yeah. uh, uh, And this summer has
0: been one of the highest on record for drowning. Oh, I believe it.
2: Yeah, definitely. Anyway, I'll let you get back
0: to this week's Who Am I?
2: Yeah, so it's a tricky one today. You're doing well if you get this one. If you're listening in America, you'll you'll know it, I'd say. Anyway, I was born... In 1986, so this is a winter sport today, and I'm a former American professional snowboarder and skateboarder. Now, according to Wikipedia, I'm a five-time Olympian and a three-time Olympic gold medalist in half-pipe snowboarding. I hold the the world record for the most X Games gold medals and most Olympic gold medals by a snowboarder. I was sponsored at just seven years of age and even had a stint in acting, appearing in films such as Friends with Benefits. <coughs> have you seen that movie, Glenn? Oh, yeah, I may have,
0: but it would have been a long time ago.
2: <laughs> in TV shows such as The Girls Next Door. Now, now, I'm also a talented musician and received my first guitar as a first prize in a snowboarding competition. I play guitar in the electronic rock band, Bad Things. And in 2013, I appeared in the music video for City of Angels by 30 Seconds to Mars. My nickname is The Flying Tomato due to my red hair. My name is... We'll give the answer at the end. Actually, I was thinking
0: of someone else until I saw the red hair. Oh yeah. Because uh well, probably the one I'm thinking of I think she's a she's Australian, she's blonde hair. Yeah. And she's a um she's a yeah, uh you know, snowboarder
2: and that. Oh, you're thinking of Tora, Tora Bright? Yeah, it could be, yeah. Yeah, she's retired now, but she won a gold medal in the yeah snowboarding. Yeah. yeah
0: no 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 seeing seeing her got my son interested in snowboarding
2: oh really yeah yeah Yeah. anyway um let's move on who's there where are they now today where are they now oh we've got a ripper today an absolute ripper mark jacko jackson We're going back to the sport of Aussie rules football,
0: and you can't fool
2: him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm <a> bit original. <laughs> uh, what do you know about good old Jacko, Glenn? Yeah, he uh, was a lunatic. Apart from being a lunatic. Oh, but he was a real character. Oh, yeah. He might sure. have
0: been off the planet sometimes, or so. Was um. Oh, the other guy who was speaking about. Uh,
2: yeah, caper. Yeah, yeah, but
0: yeah. You know, Jacko brought a fair bit of laughter and yeah. hum- humour to the sport.
2: Yeah, he put yeah. on a real show, didn't he? Yeah. And now the real characters. Of yeah, in the yeah, game. Yeah, like, like um,
0: yeah. like, oh, yeah you know, some of the old Australian cricket team members, yeah. Merv Hughes. Yeah, yeah, he was he was never really a, a top fit athlete but he always brought good humour and character to the game
2: yeah exactly right yeah. anyway with Mark Jacko Jackson he was born in Melbourne in 1959 and is a former Australian rules footballer he played for Melbourne St Kilda and Geelong in the Victorian Football League which is now the AFL he also played for South Fremantle Football Club in the Waffle so that's the Western Australian Football League and he played full forward. Now, he's well known as Jacko and was well known for his colourful and enigmatic personality and on-field antics. Now, he often had clashes with officials, rival players and teammates. And he would cop suspensions for striking rival players such as Gary Ayres and especially Chris Langford. <laughs> yeah, and um, I remember like I had a season of playing Aussie rules when I started <laughs> My well, first year of university and, yeah. oh, boy, just the sledging you'd get from opposing players. Like, I just wasn't used to it. Because yeah. in Aussie rules, you know how, like, another player from the opposition will mark you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, were, we were playing Wollongong. I was playing for Manly. We are playing Wollongong. And this bloke, he was just a pest. He <laughs> was just – he wouldn't leave me alone the whole day. The whole – game
3: it was in my ear you know
2: and i'm just thinking shut up mate (laughs) yeah Yeah, but that's what it's like isn't it it's very um competitive
0: yeah 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 well when um before we moved up to the gold coast the first year of my (laughs) my son's high school down here he he went and played um played the yeah, just the local afl for the school and he came up against a friend of mine who he's got a son the same age as my son but my mate's son is really skinny yeah he's mm. sort of tall but he got he came up he was he was put to mark with my son yeah yeah play, playing near my son and and that first year of high school me my son really yeah. bopped up and was so big (laughs) against other kids
2: Uh, yeah but i remember you know you could shoulder barge and all that sort of thing yeah you can't do that in uh like that's banned in the nr in rugby league now yeah yeah (coughs) because i've had some fatalities from it yeah Yeah. but jacko he was a real showman now according to john Devaney in Australianfootball.com, some of his antics on the field included posturing in front of opponents, handstands and throwing things into the crowds. Now, all of the three stints he had with the three different VFL clubs ended because the team coaches were unable to control him or they just became fed up with his behaviour. Now, Jackson was known for ignoring instructions and one coach even alleged he would in intimidate younger players in the team. Yeah. Now, he was sacked from one team for putting five firecrackers in the pocket of a club official. Uh, (laughs) I don't think that would have gone down too well. (laughs) Now, Jackson would later write an autobiography of his... (laughs) An ambulance has come to Uh, look after the uh, club official, I think. uh, uh, (laughs) Yeah, Jackson would write an autobiography of his football career called, it was titled, Dumb Like a Fox. uh, (laughs) D-U-M-B, like a fox. Now, he began uh, his playing career in the reserves with Richmond. Then he spent the 1979 season playing for South Fremantle in the Waffle went on and made the grand final however jackson did not play on the day because his teammates voted him out of the team so he wasn't popular with his teammates now he then went back to melbourne and resumed his career with richmond however was never going to make the first grade team as the tigers already had star forwards michael roach and brian taylor and the tigers went on to win the 1980 bfl premiership now Jackson ended up playing for the Melbourne Demons and kicked 76 goals in two seasons with the club. And in 1981, he scored the most number of goals for the Demons. However, by the end of this season, coach Ron Barassi had a gutful of Jacko's behaviour and Jacko was sacked by the club. Now, Jackson later said that Barassi, an icon of the game, (laughs) he said, quote, couldn't coach pigs to be dirty. End of quote. <laughs> yeah. On the show Open Mike. Now we're gonna talk about um his yeah, what happened on Open mic a little bit later. Yeah. Yeah. Now the same would continue at his other VFL clubs. He would initially do very well, however, would sabotage it all by his behaviour. Now, in 1983, he played 10 games and scored 41 goals for St Kilda. However, surprise, surprise, was sacked after more off field behaviour. Now, according to Tom Morris from Fox Sports, Jackson played a dangerous prank on club legend Trevor Barker when he placed a brick behind the brake pedal in his car. <laughs> He's out of control. Jackson spent the rest of that season playing rugby for the Melbourne Harlequins. Now, incredibly, Jackson at the end of the season was St. Kilda's leading goal kicker. (laughs) It shows you how bad they went that year. Uh, Now, in 1984 to 1986, he kicked 115 goals in 31 games playing for Geelong. Mm -hmm. Now, he kicked 308 goals in his VFL career at a respectable average of 3.76 goals per game. Now Jackson holds the record for the most consecutive games from debut with at least one goal with 79 games. Yeah. So he was a very talented player. Yeah. You know? It was just these off field pranks and yeah, yeah just um, mischievous you know, yeah. He's got him into trouble. Ruined mm. his career. Now, he then went back to South Fremantle in the Waffle and booted 98 goals for the club. He then went back to Victoria and played for Brunswick in the VFA. However, was sacked after he missed a training session. Now, later in 1987, he went to Brisbane and played for Kedron in the Queensland competition, and he was paid $2,000 per game. And according to Peter Blucher in the Sun News, Jackson's presence would draw large crowds, which would earn him more than $12,000 for the club. Now, he was later suspended by Kedron for, him, for improper conduct after, he's, after he dropped his shorts several times during a match. <laughs> <laughs> oh, as yes you do.
3: Yeah.
2: yeah. Now, he then retired from football, thank God and went into acting and boxing and would, would m- earn more money than what he did playing football. Now, Jackson is well known for his appearances in several television commercials such as Jenny Craig. So they're the, the weight weight loss um, yeah. company. I think they're still going today.
3: Yeah.
2: And uh, more famously, he was known for the the Energizer commercials and Nutri-Grain. Yeah. It is the Energizer battery commercial he's best known for during the late 1980s and early 90s. Now, it featured a manic jacko yelling, Get Energizer! It'll surprise you! boy!" <laughs> <laughs> now, his advertisements were even shown in America. Now, this was the time of great interest Americans had in Australia due to the great success of the Crocodile Dundee films. Now, Jackson was the last human spokesman for Energizer before they decided to use the Energizer Bunny. Yeah. Now, there was a battery operated, and it was called the Oi Jacko Jim action figure (laughs) toy. Yeah, so he had his own action figure toy. Did you have that one growing up, Glenn? Don't know what I did. Selling for ten cents. Uh. Yeah, and it could even talk. This toy, Uh. and um, it could do push-ups. It could lift weights. And it (laughs) could ride a skateboard all while all while wearing the Energizer Battery Company logo on Uh. his singlet. Uh. Now Jackson also appeared in several films. One of his most noted roles was in the American action action adventure series. Highwaymen, where he played the survival expert jetto yeah <laughs> <Now, laughs> we'll get to his musical career soon uh. now as reported in the women's day magazine he would drive down hollywood's sunset strip and notice his face on billboards everywhere starring on the show one which rivalled the crosby show the cosby show for ratings at the time now he even appeared cracking jokes on the jay leno show while traveling around the US promoting his hip energizer battery commercial. (coughs) me. (coughs) Now he also appeared on talkback radio and appeared in various children's programs and talk shows. Now in 2005, Jackson went on a tour uh, with renowned criminal, Mark Chopper Reed. And in 2014, he featured on seven mates Bogan Hunters as a celebrity judge. Now during his playing career and in retirement, Jackson tried his hand in singing. And he went on to score a big hit with the song I'm an Individual, which was released in March 1985. I remember this. Yeah. These were the days where I'd I i did not go and buy his record, but yeah, I remember buying um different albums every week. And Remember you'd go to the record stores, Glenn. I don't yeah. know if you remember this, oh, yeah, on I the remember. on the on the desk, yeah. you know, in, in the record shops, yeah. they'd have the Australian top fifty, top one hundred. Like yeah. it'd be a flyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you could just get that, and it have the top fifty albums for the week, the yeah. top yeah. fifty singles, yeah. various singles, and they'd have lyrics for one of the songs that were out at yeah. that time. And I'd get that without fail every week. Yeah. Oh, I used to just love it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, when I moved up to, you know, because I lived in Sydney because I was born there, and started buying me albums. I still remember the shop where where it was. And then when I moved up to Pop McCray and got a bit older, I was. Met, I got to know a guy that owned a record store mm. called Port McCoy Music Factory, and yeah. it got to the point that he actually used to give me like the mixtapes before that even came out, and the mixtapes had all these songs on it that hadn't even been released yet. Really? And they'd already produced, they'd already put them on the mixtape. You know, like the summer of eighty-five or. Yeah, you know, mm. albums like that they already yeah. been put together before that, before the music was released onto the
2: radio. And they used yeah. There's be- not many record stores around now, is there? No. You know, there's, all, there's really just Sanity, and you might be able to get some in Kmart. And
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Sanity's about gone. There's only a few stores left. Yeah, and, and they mainly sell DVDs. Mm. You've got JB Hi-Fi that's still going. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah. There's not many sanities around. Like, no. Yeah. There's, you know, I used to go to a few of them here on the Gold Coast, and they they went probably five years ago. Yeah. You know, at Helen's and Runaway Bay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So we're going back to March 1985. So his song "I'm an Individual" it was a shouty rap song which went on to reach number 15 on the Australian pop charts and number two on the Victorian chart. So it did all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Con- considering
0: who was singing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I want, I wondered,
0: uh, yeah, they probably used auto-tune during that time.
2: Oh, I'd say so. <laughs> yeah. Now, the song was such a success that it inspired fellow full forward, Warwick Kappa record a single called I Only Take What's Mine there you go, that was the name of the song yeah I reckon Jacko's was a much better song yeah Yeah. had a catchy phrase in that catchy tune yeah, according to Russell Jackson in The Guardian, a music video for Kappa's song included footage of Kappa throwing darts at a picture of Jackson (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, remember that yeah, I don't remember that one. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, so it was having a competition, I think. It was competitive. Now, according to oh, Cameron Woodhead at the time, yeah. Jackson's song would even feature in the 2012 Play Barassi, the stage show. Now, the song featured the following lyrics. Now, here we go. If you're lucky someday, you might see me on the street. My crystal clear complexion is a no. Why that's a sheet. Because some some say I'm a genius, to others I'm a loon. But someday there'll be people like me walking on the moon. And it gets even better. If you think you've got the nerve to put me in my place. I think that I should warn you, I'm not just a pretty face. I'm an individual. What's the next bit, Glenn? You
0: can't fool me, a bloody Uh, individual.
2: No, it's an indie bloody visual. You can't fool me. And then it's a genuine original. You You can't can't, fool me. And then he says, I keep an open mind because I'm thinking all the time. I have a basic sense of rhyme and a chaotic sense of rhyme. I make my own tomato juice and drink it all the time. (laughs) I like to dress up lavishly, skin-tight pants and sneakers, and on my head I wear the latest hi-fi speakers. (laughs) I wish I had a chance to be a reckless millionaire, but I haven't got the money, so I really couldn't care. People say the life I live is enough to stump my growth. (laughs) I don't know what he means by that. They ask me if I'm happy and I'll tell them, up your nose. (laughs) I'm an animal. No, I'm not an animal. I'm a human being. (laughs) I'm an individual. You can't fool me. So the song... So the lyrics there are from uh, ondemand.com. Now, the song was released by the Raw Prawn label, and according to the Australian music database, it stayed in the charts for 15 weeks. So it peaked at number 15, and it was in the charts for 15 weeks. So Jackson had a follow-up single called Me Brain Hurts, (laughs) (laughs) which was a dud. And didn't even make the charts. Yeah. yeah, if you go onto YouTube and have a look at that, oh, my life, it's, yeah, it's a funny one. Yeah. Now, in 1991, he had a song called You Can Do This, which also didn't chart. So he was a one-hit wonder. So does sport need more characters like Jackson Glenn? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, sports got
0: too sterile lately. Yeah, over the last it's like two that. years, just just way too sterile to the point that it's, it's making. Uh, well, I believe, especially in Australia, where where yeah, you know, we we you know, like to be more characterised and yeah. joke around and do stuff like that, and mm. yeah, you know, now it's all. Showmanship and over the top sterilisation of of the sport and the rules and stuff like that. Yeah,
2: and you can't do this and you can't do yeah. that. And, yeah.
0: Yeah. If they took a yeah, it's it, it'd be like having the having your favourite T TV show on every night of the week nonstop, all mm. throughout the year. Yeah, you'd 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 get bored of it.
2: Oh, exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah. You, I believe you need to break things up. Mm. Go back to the um, you know, summer was cricket, winter was f- football soccer, uh, uh, and they never really mixed. Uh, and y- 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 you had this sport on the on the weekend, and yeah, you know, and it, well, it was only really. Like for the the rugby league, the, the state of origin was the only sport that was really played, yeah, during the week the part during halfway through the season, and that was it. It was on the weekend, Saturday yeah, that's or right. Sunday afternoon, and that was mm-hmm. it. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. They used to have a midweek competition for a number of years. Yeah. Um, they'll never have that ever again because it's just too much. Toll on the players now. Yeah. You know, and,
0: yeah. Yeah. No, I, th- I think if they if they they need to dial it back a bit more, mm. and not 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 overwhelm it. But yeah, because I can see the way that like KO Sports and Fox Sports, I think eventually everything could go to separate streaming channels. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, free to air will die out. And, and free-to-air is not doing anything about about their future. Yeah. They know that free-to-air is slowly dying out and they're not doing anything about you know,
3: keeping Yeah,
2: well, out. it's like, you know, with the cricket now, like it was always free-to-air and now pretty much, you know, it's, um. yeah, they'll only show the test matches on yeah. free-to-air
0: flat yeah because it yeah. you know the the streaming services get more money
2: mm.
3: and
0: they can put a put a higher bid in for the rights yeah and just keep it exclusive for their own their own um yeah you know, their own service mm.
2: Yeah, so Jackson he appeared in a televised celebrity boxing match in 2002 against Australian rugby league legend Mel Meninga, and who, who do you reckon won that, Glenn? Mel Meninga. Yeah, gave him a flogging.
0: Jacko would have just been running around, the, playing, playing yeah. the fool around the ring.
2: <laughs> him his, he would have money. probably copped
0: in the ring a fair bit too. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Now, he did win one fight, though, against Essendon tough man, Ron Andrews, in 1984 in Perth. Yeah, so that was about, what, 18 years earlier. Now, Mark Jacko Jackson, we'll look at what he's doing today. Yeah, so he is now 63 years of age, and these days, he is the official Aussie Rules football ambassador to the north. So he is also a spokesperson for Energizer Batteries in Australia. The United States and New Zealand he also does fundraising for Aussie rules football clubs around the country now Amy Lyle in the Daily Mail Australia reported that it was revealed that for many years the AFL larrikin hid the secret that he couldn't read or write and how he couldn't read a script a teleprompter or his contracts so everyday tasks were a struggle for the tough man and going to airports especially scared him because he couldn't understand any of the signs. Now he especially struggled during his time in America trying to make it big as an actor. Yeah, so that would have been pretty that would have been really hard for him, eh? Yeah. 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 <laughs> to try and be an actor and he can't read the script. Yeah, but just reading
0: signs at the airport is Oh yeah. Literacy must have been very
2: bad. Mm. Oh, oh definitely yeah so yeah especially struggled during his time in america trying to make it as an actor and so jackson taught himself to read however still even today admits he struggles with his reading and now religiously reads the newspapers every day to maintain his learning now jackson now lives on the gold coast i never knew that with his second wife lena and he shares three children with his ex-wife bernadette who all live in sydney now, the children's names are Rourke, who is now 23 years old, Jasper, 22, and Pippa, who is 19. Now, in recent years, Jackson is best remembered for his fiery interview on Fox Sports Show. Now, I think I, I spoke about this on our, um, oh, we had an episode, would have been last year, I think, maybe a year ago, about um, blow-ups in sports. Yeah, and this would have been in our blow-up episode, but I'll go into more depth with it today. Now it's on the Fox Sports Show Open Mike, which is hosted by the well-known sports journalist and writer Mike Sheehan. Now the show is an interview-based talk show where each week during the AFL season, Sheehan interviews a well-known figure in Australian football history and discusses their involvement in the game on and off the field and their lives and contributions away from the game now the show ran from 2009 to 2020 after Sheehan retired from the station yeah I I used to watch it sometimes it was quite interesting you know like like I don't come from an AFL background but yeah he's a very talented um, interviewer yeah yeah Mike Sheehan yeah Yeah. now when Jackson was phoned in 2016 to appear on the show he was fired up from the outset he wasn't keen to come on the show at first however then said he wanted to come on and say his bit and he didn't hold back at the time current us president joe biden who was vice president at the time was in melbourne and jack so jacko suggested the fox sports that they'd better get biden's secret service service agents in to help protect mike sheehan uh-huh. so yeah, <laughs> Jacko didn't like Mike Sheehan. Now, Jacko declared war. However, Mike Sheehan decided to go ahead with the interview and was confident he could handle the rampant Jackson. Now, extremely brave he was when just beforehand, Jackson said he would punch Sheehan on air, It <laughs> would go far all around the world, and then said he would limit it to a slap. And then pour water on. <laughs> <laughs> so this is probably, you know, maybe Mike Sheehan, you know, because he'd been a, a newspaper journalist for years and years on, and, yeah. and um, in the VFL and yeah, and he didn't, he must have written some pretty, <laughs> some things in his columns that uh, about Jacko, yeah. yeah, that he didn't take too kindly to. Now, in the green room beforehand, Jackson let Sheehan know how he hated him and at times had to be calmed down. Jackson said, righto, boys, let's just save it for out there. Sheehan said at the start of the interview, quote, I'm a bit toey about this interview, knowing our history. (laughs) Ended quote. (laughs) I'll be more than toey. Jackson said he's been on the show for its 41 minutes. And Sheehan was brave and at one point leant forward towards Jackson as he wrestled with the questions. Now, Jackson calls Sheehan, quote, pollutant, toilet trained AFL jerk, <laughs> a pubic hair, he even called him a pubic hair, end of quote. And this all happened in the 14, 14 minutes into the show. Now, Jackson turned to the young producer, who made the first phone call to Jackson and said, quote, How are we going, Publis? (laughs) (laughs) This was a nickname Jackson had given the producer. Now, Jackson refused to shake hands with Sheehan before and after the interview and decided to touch Knuckles instead. Jackson continued his rant and expletives on the way back to the green room, saying he didn't want a word cut from the production. The only cut that was made was to the reference. (laughs) Publis. Poor Mike Sheehan. Now, Jackson walked away happy that he had got everything off his chest. The interview received great media attention the following day, and Jacko received plenty of phone calls and thought up ways to fire up the media attention around the episode. Yeah. So what what do you think, Glenn? You reckon it was all a performance, or you reckon he was really fired up? Oh, uh, well, probably
0: Jack. No, Jack, I'd be yeah, could, could be a bit of both.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, reckon. I think I think
0: yeah. He, yeah, he may have had some hmm. monk on his back, or just wanted to yeah stand out there, make a face over. Him. Well,
2: you know, and also because he hadn't been in the media for quite a number of years, really. Yeah. Yeah. So it was good to get his face on TV again. He was probably a bit upset that, yeah. you know, it's like he'd been forgotten. And yeah. yeah. Now Jackson has expressed great concern over how football clubs in the country areas, so example like uh, Gimpy Cats, up in, uh, so that's oh, what about three hours north of brisbane are struggling greatly yeah yeah Yeah, even in some suburban areas now he reports that the afl is doing nothing now jackson has also traveled around north america promoting the game yeah good luck with that
0: yeah 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 (laughs) yeah i think it comes down to like the 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 playing fees the insurance and everything like that it's just become out of the reach of
2: Oh, exactly.
0: Yeah, the younger players that want to be able to play this, mm. sport, whether it's AFL, rugby or cricket. Now, yeah. what's it? about $1,000 for a season just for yeah. junior cricket?
2: Yeah. Well, I'll give a lot of credit to um, former Aussie cricketer Shane Watson. Yeah. yeah now he's retired. What he does, he um, runs a business and he helps out. Families, you know, who struggle because cricket equipment is really expensive. Yeah, you know, you're looking at well over a thousand dollars. Yeah, and he actually helps families, you yeah. know, with funding and providing them with equipment. Yeah, you know, so they can play play the game. Yeah, because yeah. we lose a lot of lot of kids that way from different sports. Yeah, so they just simply can't afford. As you were saying, what like the registration fees and yeah. Yeah, the equipment costs. And,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah cause, you know, well, when Greg started playing for the um, Runaway Bay Seagulls, mm. the first season it was only one hundred and
2: fifty dollars. They're a rugby league team, aren't no, they? No, cricket. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. But, yep.
0: But yeah, you know, I saw advertised a couple of years after he finished, and it was up around the five six hundred dollar mark, and now it's. Near the thousand.
2: Oh, easy. How yeah. do it justify it? You're looking at $500, 600 just for a bat. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, and then, you know, because it, it should be open to all kids. Mm. But, you know, because there's kids out there that that talented in, say, cricket, but their family just can't afford it. No. Yeah. So send them there. Mm.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, that's the story of Mark Jacko Jackson. Hmm. So we'll look at some other well-known sports people who have had a go at music. So the great Carl Lewis, So he's one of the greatest Olympians of all time, winning nine gold medals over four Olympics, including four consecutive gold medals in the long jump. Now, Lewis put out a horror album in 1987 called Modern Man with an horrendous video clip. Yeah, I couldn't imagine him being a singer. Yes, yeah, so when he butchered the national anthem before a Chicago Bulls versus New Jersey, New Jersey Nets game in 1993, it thankfully put an end to his music career. Now, these guys are quite talented. Now, not just in um, tennis, but in music too. They're the the uh, Bryan brothers, so Mike and Bob Bryan. So they're well-known American tennis players who are twins and as a team in doubles became the most successful doubles combination in tennis history. Yeah, so so apparently their parents, when they were young, refused to make them play against each other. They even defaulted games. Yeah, because they only wanted them to... You know, refused to have them play against um, each other. And that, I think that's why they became doubles players. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Now, they were named the ATP Team of the Decade for 2000 to 2009. So in the noughties. Yeah. And they won many Grand Slam doubles titles. And according to Ranker.com, Bob Bryan won 23 Grand Slam titles, 16 in doubles and 7 in mixed doubles. Now, they completed the Golden Slam in doubles at the 2012 London Olympics when they won gold. Yeah, so they were ranked number one in doubles for an incredible 438 weeks. I'm going to get my calculator because I want to work that out. How many weeks in a year, Glenn? 52. There. So what was it? 438? 438. Divided by fifty-two, yeah. so they were number one doubles for over eight years. Yeah. Bless my soul! <laughs> <laughs> now they also play in a band together, which is called the Brian Brothers Band, and they released an album, according to the Brian Brothers Band website, called "Let It Rip." Now in two th- that was in two thousand nine. Now, it features lead singer David Barron on guitar and on keyboard and guitar. Now Bob Bryan on keyboard and keyboard bass, and Mike on lead guitar and drums. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Now they jam at tour stops, so that's ATP tour stops, uh, clubs, and charity events as they travel around the world and have guest performances by Novak Djokovic and Andy Murray. Now, this next guy, his name's Alexi Lalas. Now, he's an American soccer star, and he was part of a band called the Gypsies since the early 90s. Now, he released an album with the group in 1994 in the lead-up to the World Cup in the United States, and Lalas was part of the USA team. Now, a few years later, the band was the opening act for Hootie and the Blowfish. Oh, I used to have a few of their albums back in the 90s. Yeah, they were great. Yeah, during the European tour in 1998. Now, Lallis then embarked on a solo career and released seven albums. Yeah, I think that's how you pronounce his surname. Yeah. Now, Dion Sanders, we've spoken about this guy in several episodes. Now, the NFL and Major League Baseball star enjoyed being in the spotlight and made his way onto the Billboard charts in 1994 with a rap album called Primetime. Now, one single from the album was a hit, and it was titled Must Be The Money, and it even got him a gig on Saturday Night Live in 1995. Now, Many Pacquiao. Yeah, so he managed to get a song on the US Billboard Adult Contemporary chart when he sang a cover version of Dan Hill's Sometimes When We Touch and it peaked at number 19 in, two, in 2011. Jeez. Yeah, now I listened to him sing that and I prefer Dan Hill's version. Uh. <laughs> Not many's. Uh. Uh, now he made three albums from 2006 to 2015 and two went uh, platinum in Philippines and he no longer sings and devotes his time to becoming the president of the Philippines. He's had an extraordinary life, hasn't he, Manny Pacquiao? Yeah. <laughs> now, now, Shaquille O'Neal, now he's a jack of all trades, as we know. We've spoken about him a fair bit in earlier episodes. And he had a great basketballer at a platinum album in 1993 called Shaq Diesel. continued to go downhill from there. You did have one single of Shaq Diesel, yeah. and it peaked at number thirty-five on the US Billboard Hot One Hundred. Well,
3: mm-hmm. oh, it's all
2: right, you know. I reckon if you make the top forty in America, you've done all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would have got to that that show that from that that um, DJ. Oh, Casey Kasem. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I used to love listening to him. Top forty. Oh, yeah. American top. Forty, yeah. yeah. No, nah, he was he was great. Yeah, he passed away. Oh no, might have been ten years ago, Casey. Yeah, yeah, but they, they were the days, weren't they? Back in the seventies and eighties. And yeah. You go on YouTube now, you can listen to you know some of the episodes from the sixties and yeah, in yeah, the seventies and yeah. Yeah. yeah, the good old days. Yeah. Now, Roy Jones Jr. Now, he's considered to be one of the greatest boxers of all time. Now, he won titles across four different weight divisions. He went broke after spending approximately $98 million, and a large amount of this was wasted on trying to fund his rap career. (laughs) (coughs) What a waste of money. Now, his most well-known single was I Smoke, I Drank. In, now, that was in 2004 as part of the rap collective Body Headbangers. Um, no, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Now, we've got another boxer here, Oscar de la Hoya. Now, he's another boxing great who had more success when he picked up a Grammy nomination for the best Latin pop album of the year in 2001. Yeah, guess who he lost to, Glenn? Uh, 2001. Think of a a well-known Latin singer around that time. She was very attractive. uh, That's the one. Shakira. Uh, Shakira, yeah. Yeah. So I think. Yeah. So he he released songs in both English and Spanish, which appealed to a wider audience. Now, surprisingly... He didn't have a follow-up album. So I've listened to him. He's very, quite talented. Yeah. Hey, he's, he yeah, a good singing voice. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Bernie Williams. Now, we're going to talk about some real talented musicians now, sports people who, yeah, very talented. Now, Bernie Williams, he's a former baseball player who won four World Series championships with the New York Yankees and made five all-star appearances. Now, he was also a classically trained guitarist with specialties in jazz, classical, pop, Latin and Brazilian music even. Now, he even signed with Paul McCartney's record label and released his first album, The Journey Within, towards the end of his career. And then he released another album. Yeah, and Tim Flannery. Now, he had a... 12-year Major League Baseball career with the San Diego Padres and was popular with fans. Now, part of his appeal was his music and he travelled with his guitar throughout his career and even performed on stage with Jackson Brown and Jimmy Buffett. Oh, I love Jackson Brown's, yeah. Yeah, got some of his albums. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because the double album that he brought out, Hmm. One album, both sides, A and B, had songs on it, but the the second album only had songs on one side.
2: Oh, okay. The
0: rest was blank.
2: <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> what was it blank? I don't know. Just couldn't be bothered filling it up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: but, but, but you well, know, I, I thought that you know, they would have at least put used it, just having instrumentals, Yeah. Yeah, from the, from the from the songs
2: Oh, okay yeah. yeah, now Tim Flannery Now he sang the National Anthem At some games With members of the band The Grateful Dead Now he made nine albums And has a big following in Ireland In the folk music genre Now he assisted The San Francisco Giants In winning three world championships As a third base coach too Yeah now the 1985 Chicago Bears, now they sang a song called the Super Bowl Shuffle in reference to their Super Bowl win in 1985. Now actually the song was made before they made it to the Super Bowl. Yeah, so the song made it to number 41 on the US Hot Billboard 100 and some people actually believe it is the most famous sports music video ever. Now, the album went gold and was nominated for a Grammy Award for Best Performance by an R&B duo group. And have a guess who won that, that Grammy that year, Glenn. Have a guess who they missed out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who was it?
0: Prince for Kiss. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. The Kiss album of the song. Mm. Big, 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 yeah, because... Um... There was a th- one year there that that um, s- the the reason that he he won a Grammy for the highest selling album, even though he ha- he hadn't um this about Prince, even mm. though he hadn't recorded it, but, but but what he was doing was every he played a lot of concerts, and yeah. everyone everyone got a free CD. Oh, really? W- with their ticket. So, yeah. so that was counted as a sales number for the, the CD. Gee. So that's how he got a Grammy during that year I have to try and work out when that was. I'm
2: just thinking, like, because that album, I thought that was around <coughs> late 80s maybe. They're saying around 85, 86, around then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah now, this guy now he is very talented. He's no longer with us, but his name is Wayman Tisdale. Now, he's a former basketball player who ended his 12-year career in the NBA to focus on his music career. Now, if you listen to this bloke, he can understand why, because he was, he was brilliant. Now, he was an accomplished jazz uh, bassist and released eight albums and had a number one hit in 2001 on the Billboard Contemporary Jazz Charts called Face to Face. Now, he sadly passed away in 2009 at just 44 years of age. Gosh, what a loss. Yeah, so he passed away from cancer. And country singer Toby Keith, he dedicated his 2009 album, American Ride, to Tista. Yeah, so that's, he was greatly respected. Yeah. And lastly, we've got Mike Reed. Now, he's a former NFL player who played for the Cincinnati Bengals as a defensive lineman, and he's a very accomplished musician. Now, he wrote 12 number one country singles in the 1980s and 90s for some of the biggest names in country music, and he won a Grammy Award for Best Country Song in 1984 for Stranger In My House. Yeah. Now, Reed made it into the Nashville... Songwriters Hall of Fame in 2005 yeah right so we'll move on to our who am I answer now time to reveal this week's who am I and the answer is Sean White alright so I'll give my top five now so in fifth spot these are the ones who I think you know yeah I, I think of the best musicians from the ones we've spoken to today, from what I've listened to. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, Jacko didn't make it. Oh, <laughs> what's wrong? you man very talented. I'm going by talent. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I guess a lot of us have all got our own taste, eh? But, yeah. uh, unfortunately, Jacko didn't make the top five. Uh, it's a prestigious list. A prestigious... Neither did Boric Kappa, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Now, fifth spot, I've got Alexi Lalas and six and out. And fourth spot, I've got the Brian Brothers. Third spot, I've got Oscar De La Hoya. Second spot, I've got Mike Reed. And in top spot, I have... And it's a goodbye <laughs> from...
1: Olivia.
0: <laughs> okay, bye. Thanks, everybody. G'day, goodbye. it's me again. Please check out the Sporting Shack on Facebook if you like this posts and other likes and shares. Have a great sporting week. Please check out Gold Studio Productions. On
1: Facebook for their team after drafting running back Larry Johnson in the first round of the 2003 NFL draft. Quickly, Johnson showed that his activities off the field could be a nuisance to the team, including being arrested twice for assaulting different women. Despite the charges, Johnson continued to play well and showed that he was a star on the field, racking up 3,539 yards on the ground between the 2005 and 2006 seasons. Once again, Johnson found himself in hot water for his activities away from the team and even admitted to the Washington Post that his bad behavior was quote a switch I couldn't shut off Johnson proceeded to post homophobic slurs directed at fans on Twitter and criticized the Chiefs head coach which caused the team to suspend him for two weeks During his suspension, many fans united to see that Johnson would never again put on a Chiefs uniform, producing a petition signed by over 32,000 people expressing their desire to get rid of him. Johnson was released in 2009, only 74 yards shy of becoming the all-time leading rusher for the team. Later in life. Johnson said he was diagnosed with type 1 bipolar disorder, according to the Washington Post. He's also alleged that he's suffering from CTE, brought on by his playing career. Regardless, Johnson was still making news in 2020 with insider reporting on antisemitic comments he made on Twitter.